0: Hey guys, DisLife Mark here, and I wanna tell you all about the official travel partner here at Chip and Company. Let our good friend Sarah at Destination to Travel help you plan your next Disney vacation. Sarah specializes in planning dream vacations for your family. She's an authorized Disney vacation planner, and she can help with every step of your magical vacation. The best thing is that her services are 100% free. Wanna travel beyond Disney? Sarah has you covered there too. Wanna find out more? Fill out a trip request form over at the website at Chip Co Or email her directly at sarahsolberg at d2travel.com. What are you waiting for? Start planning that dream vacation today. Email her at sarahsolberg at d2travel.com. Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas.
1: Welcome, foolish mortals. Greetings, program. Amigos, amigos down there. It is me up here. Alrighty, folks. Please keep your hands, arms, and legs inside the train and remain seated at all times.
0: That's nice work, pal.
1: Well, we have one of those new talking machines. Now, that is something we know what our goals are we know what we hope to accomplish and believe me it's the most exciting and challenging assignment we've ever tackled
0: hello everybody and welcome to Live podcast thank you for being a part of our disney lives here on the chip and company podcast network my name is Mark Valentine, and I am the host of Life Podcast. You can join us here weekly as we discuss the very best of Disney parks, resorts, dining, and beyond. And don't forget to smash that subscribe button to access more incredible audio content from the Chip and Company Podcast Network. And head over to chipandco.com for the latest and the most uplifting headlines from across Disney parks from around the world. Want to support the show? Buy us a cup of coffee on our new Patreon portal, buymeacoffee.com forward slash dis podcast this donation helps keep the the show going strong as we create special content for our supporters including behind the scenes content and much much more let's welcome to the show once again the blue jedi fresh off of his trip on the halcyon star cruiser greg the disney fanatic greg dude are you okay
1: uh, hoy hoy Mark Valentine, I am not okay. I know you're hold, not okay. I know. You are
0: not are you okay? You are not okay either. I'm coping. I'm I'm better today than I was on Sunday. I'm better than I was on Saturday afternoon. What? An amazing What an amazing trip.
1: Trip I cannot express the love and joy I felt over the weekend. Oh my gosh. I can't wait to get in this. Yes. It's so much to talk about. This is going to be, uh, two guys fanboying out for a few minutes. It will enjoy be. this everybody. I hope you enjoy this.
0: Yes. But on today's show, we are going to celebrate our stay on the Halcyon star cruiser. Um, we are going to be talking about our experience in a trip report and sharing with you. Ultimately, uh, is, is the Halcyon star cruiser worth the price of admission? to be determined, but we're going to be talking about various elements. The other thing I want to stress today is if you have this planned in your futures, fear not, there are no storyline spoilers. We will not be ruining or spoiling any of the magic as we talk about our experience in our trip report from the Star Wars universe. But first, Greg, let's get into the headlines that people are going to be talking about this week in our segment that we call Dis Life First Takes. If people are going to be talking about it this week, these are our sure bets for the the headlines that we think you're going to be clicking on in droves. This is the stuff that really is making the news and making waves in the world. Uh, But let's start with uh, Disney is looking for a live action. (laughs) Ariel, Disney is a, we really uh, enough. You, yeah. Sound you, Can I get a soundboard? Behave. That would be great. No. I just need a little first. Takes. Uh, a soundboard in your hands would be the worst idea since chip getting a soundboard it's in his hand. <laughs> I absolutely agree. All right. Anyway, what enough we of doing you. On enough of you. All right. Disney is looking for a live action aerial lookalike for Walt Disney world. Uh, They have posted a job listing. Disney Live Entertainment is seeking Disney character lookalikes for the role of Ariel as depicted in the upcoming live action adaptation of The Little Mermaid. Those interested in this role must be at least 18 years old and authorized to work in the United States. Submissions are going to be accepted through February 5th of 2023. Greg, diversity and inclusion. It's coming in droves. Thoughts. Yes, 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 yes,
1: more yes. I love this idea. I love that we are getting a new Little Mermaid. Jody Benson will always be that first princess for me, but I don't mind if they're going to do a good remake of this or reboot and yep. they're going to tell the story and you're going to have, I don't care if it's a black Latino, it does not matter who's going to be the Little Mermaid because it's going to be amazing because Disney is doing it. And then we can see her in the parks and little girls who can uh, uh, who are going to see that are going to grow up and go. That's my princess and I love it
0: and I'm here for it. So I love this. It's great. But here's why it's not a big deal to me. I mean, again, I reside in New York City area and so colorblind casting has been a part of Broadway now for quite a while. Uh, I love it. It happens quite frequently here. Uh, Great to see that Disneyland is catching up with this and hopefully they expand this a little bit further. Um, just, yeah, great claps. Let's keep going with it. All right. Number two on the other First end of it, on the other end of the spectrum, uh, it appears Greg that zippity Doodah da song has been removed from the magic kingdom entrance loop. Uh, the song zippity Doodah da was from Disney's 1946 live action animated movie song of the South, and it has been removed from the magic kingdom entrance music loop. Uh, the song Zippity-Doo-Dot was composed by Ali Rubel with lyrics by Ray Gilbert for Disney. Uh, again, from Song of the South, it was sung by James Baskett. Uh, it won the Film Academy Award for Best Original Song and was the second Disney song to win that award after When You Wish Upon a Star by Pinocchio, which was from 1940. Splash Mountain Greg, as you know, closed for good at Walt Disney World on Sunday, making way for a retheme to Tiana's Bayou Adventure. See, I already know that people are talking about this one because the posts online, people are losing their minds in the comments, dude. Zippity-doo-dah, zippity-day. Get the heck out of the park because you're racist as heck. People don't deal well with change, man. They do not <laughs> deal well with change. No, and I'm sorry.
1: Like, Listen, it's, it's such a fun song to sing
0: um i don't think that it's I, the association it has with the past it's got an asso- listen it's got to go it's got an association with the past that disney wants to distance itself from and and that's it it's from it's from the 40s and i understand people are like you know why can't they just pluck the song from the content The song itself isn't racist the song isn't racist but listen, man. They don't want to highlight Song of the South anymore. There is a lot of stuff in Song of the South that you and I talked about off air that is just, it's racist. And the film, (laughs) just just racist. racist. And Disney does not want to highlight that intellectual property anymore and no and you see a lot of people who are uh wondering if you're going to see any version of
1: what is in song uh sorry what is in Splash mountain right now show up in the new tiana's bio adventure or the song may show up somewhere no, probably Disney not is going to let this go and they're going to act like this never happened and move on they're going life. to You'll move never on. see
0: any of this stuff again they are they just they're going to move on from it i mean And I understand there's people look, no one, no one more so than me. I'm a history teacher. I understand the importance of the past, but you also, you don't have to put those racist and racial elements on display to have an understanding that the past was kind of messed up. But Mark, you just don't. Our heritage. What about our heritage? Yeah, but you don't have to put it in a place of prominence or in in a child's theme park in order to say like, what well, we need to understand. No, no, that's not the place to have that discourse.
1: I'm sorry. No, and, and unfortunately, you see in the comments, look at, we just talked about the Little Mermaid and she's going to be African-American and in well, that role, which is wonderful. And then you have the other uh, dichotomy hey. of this is they're taking out Splash Mountain.
0: To I, quote Lucasfilm. Disney Film, is growing up. Yes. Grow up, Disney. To quote Lucasfilm and Indiana Jones, that belongs in a museum. <laughs> That's Hey, you want to have it be on display. That's where you can put it. Not in my theme park. All right. Our last first take, last first take of the week. uh, Disney has confirmed all loose items are going to go in lockers for Tron light cycle run. That's right. Uh, As you know, at this point, Tron light cycle run is going to open in the magic kingdom, April 4th, 2023, baby guests wishing to ride the new coaster are going to have to store their loose items. Bones included at the lockers of the attraction. Currently guests can store their items at their feet or in pouches on the rides, but the Tron coaster is not going to have that option. However, lockers are very common at other theme parks like universal. We aren't sure if Disney will offer these lockers for free or if guests are going to have to pay for them. The only other option would be to leave your items with a friend or a family member that isn't riding the coaster. Slow claps on this Disney install more lockers. Do it for Everest. Uh, Do it for space mountain, put these lockers in, get the phones off the rides, get the cameras off the rides, get the loose items off the rides. I don't want it anymore. It's it's over. It's done. We don't need those safety hazards on the rides. I don't feel like getting impaled by some dude's iPhone. Because he's trying to be the next super vlogger from outer space. Thank you, Greg.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I don't don't know what to add to that, man. You just, I'm okay.
0: Moving on. Take the phones away. (laughs) And ladies and gentlemen, that is what we're We think you're going to be talking about this week. Those are our first takes one more time, Greg, go ahead. Indulge yourself. All right, dude, listen, we got through. <laughs> we, we need some kind of segment there. Like we'll we get, get a song, we need, we don't uh, need me being creepy doing birthdays. all right. We'll get something. I've been in outer space and I've been preoccupied. Maybe this week I'll have a chance to cut some audio thing that we can, that we can get there. Really? All right. We, I can. Yeah. We got through that quickly because we need to get to Mark's main attraction this week. And that's the Halcyon star cruiser trip report. Again, Bob's main attraction. no, 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 yeah, nope, no, <laughs> nope, nope, nope. I'm moving
1: on. Moving Sorry on. about that one. Did you anyway. have, did you have two cups of coffee already? You are very Three. caffeinated. Three. Wow. I really am. We were supposed to record this last night, ladies, just to let you in on we a little, little backstory. We were exhausted. Mark, I, I understand you also, you had to not only fly back home, but then drive back to your house. I just had to drive six miles back to my home. So I can understand why you were a little
0: bit more exhausted than I was. I was wiped. But uh, yeah, so we just returned from orbit. We still have not come down from Earth or to Earth from our two-night voyage aboard the Chandroan Halcyon Star Cruiser set in the Star Wars universe. Uh, Our voyage took us to places we've only dreamed about. So this week on the podcast, we're going to offer a trip report again Centered around, is the Star Cruiser worth the price tag? Now, I do want to say this. Both you and I owe a tremendous life debt now to your brother-in-law, Michael. Uh, Michael is a booking agent for the Star Cruiser. And he had the opportunity, uh, courtesy of Disney, to go aboard the Star Cruiser. Invited you as his kin. You invited me by proxy as the one of the ultimate Star Wars fans. I can never say, and and I don't know. I had to say it to him at least half dozen, if not more times, Michael, if I haven't said thank you for this, but I'm going to do it one more time. And I'm going to say thank you again to Michael. None of that would have been possible without him. Uh, and it was just, I owe him a life debt, man. Like I am eternally his Chewbacca.
1: Join you in saying thank you to Michael. Again, he works for the Disney reservation center in the, and he books the star Wars galactic star cruiser. Uh, he got the, the trip, because they want the, them to experience what it is to be able to explain to other people how, this, how the whole trip happened. So I want to say thank you very much to Michael. Also, uh, I want to say thank you to my son, Colin, which we'll talk about in will talk about. Mm-hmm. And uh, I want to thank you, Mark, for you and I. Um, I don't think I could have done this with a better person who I knew was going to interact, who was going to have the time of their life, who
0: enjoys Star Wars as much as we do. So yeah. thank you to you, too. And to that end, so to transition, what a perfect way to transition because we sat around the dining table and we asked this question. So Michael got this trip, Disney Compton, because they want their booking agents to be able to adequately explain and describe in detail what is the Star Cruiser experience. So I want to start with that because we even talked about this. We pontificated on that very concept What is the Star Cruiser experience, and why are so many people quick to judge the hotel based on its price tag? Or why are so many people like misunderstanding what this actually is, Greg? So let's talk about what it is, what it is not, and why it is so magnificent.
1: Yeah, let's go with. uh, Let's start with that. And it's almost easier to, to, to figure out what it not, it, what it not is, what it is not. Is not <laughs> uh, it is not. <laughs> okay. a. <family> okay, Yoda. <laughs> <vacation>. <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> what not is? Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser. Not is, okay. What um, not is, Greg? <laughs> it is not a normal vacation. It's not a normal vacation. Not go and hang out at the pool. Nope. There go is no the pool. parks. Yep. Uh, it's not your normal Walt Disney World Resort. Hotel. It's not yeah. a hotel. It is not a cruise. It is not a resort. It is not going to a yeah. I mean, it's just not all these things. What it is, is a brand new, fully immersive experience. I think that's the best way I can explain it. Um, it's because this is something that is so brand new. We've never seen this. There's in nothing any like a resort or hotel in the world. Correct. So
0: there's nothing like this. You the, cannot compare it. You can't to anything. So and, and what you see is people in comments or people that weigh in that have not had a chance to sail aboard the Chandler and Starline and soar in space is they say for that amount of money, I could get like two cruises, like real Disney cruises. But here's the thing it that is a false equivalence. This experience is not like a Disney cruise. It's not nope. like a Disney stay. Now, look, Nothing like it. I, I want to say this very, very upfront and forward. If you were a person that says, you know, for 5500 for, $5, for $6,000, I would prefer to spend that money on X. Hey, listen, that is valid, and I understand that. But for you to make an equivalent and say, you know, it's this, and I could do this, that's just you saying you would prefer to do that that doesn't mean that those are, are equal, uh, those are those are equal entities. This thing is unlike anything you've ever done, And I said this numerous times that when you do the breakdown of like the per person cost for that cabin or for that experience, and you go through this Halcyon Star Cruiser voyage, then you start to think very differently about the cost and, and the money and the all-inclusive nature of it, and what you're actually getting. So, I have a
1: question for you. Go ahead. Uh, and, and because I've been debating this for the last few
0: days. Sure. Who is this for, then? Okay, so that's a great question. And that's... A, I, I was just... Tra- I'm, <laughs> you're like, we're in the same wavelength. <laughs> that's why we do this together, my friend. <laughs> if you love Star Wars to a level... That like you and I, so we're, we're in our 40s. We say that very proudly because we've, we've seen some stuff in our lives and we've had some health issues. That age, that number, as that goes up, it's a badge of honor for you and I. We've been around the we've world. We've been around the yeah, world. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We grew up sitting on our living room carpets with our TV trays, watching A New Hope. Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi on like a continuous loop. We played with our Kenner toys. Trying to create new stories because we didn't have any Star Wars for so long. For the people who live and breathe Star Wars and it is part of their DNA. This is for you. For those who once imagined themselves as part of the universe and... You know, before there were, like, Legos to do that and toys that really enabled you to, like, become a Jedi. Like, kids get so many cool manipulatives now that you and I never had. For anyone who's ever wanted to become a part of the Star Wars universe, this is for you. Because what this is, what the Halcyon is, it's not a hotel, it's not a resort, it's not a Disney thing. It is you getting a chance for 48 hours To become a part of a movie. And there is... like, And I'm not overselling that. I'm not... That is not hyperbole. You are quite literally a part of an original Star Wars story set in the Star Wars universe. Where you are treated to the best special effects, the best surroundings. You are plopped into an original storyline. With which everything that you do, everything that you say, everything that you touch can become a part of the story and affect the outcome of the adventure at any given time. Example. Can I? Example. Okay. We're not going to ruin any story elements, but no. I want to talk about Greg for a second. Greg likes to touch buttons that he shouldn't touch. He's just like, ooh, here's a shiny button. No matter where we are, dude, you like <laughs> you find trouble. Like You're the kid that's in the limo like turning it things on, and the, and the driver's like, the windows hey,
1: go up and down. Could you
0: please? Yeah, you're Tom Hanks in big. <laughs> like, that's yeah, who I you are. Yeah. So we, boor, we board the Star Cruiser, and Greg just immediately starts hitting buttons on like panels. Everything. And then our phone goes off because you have your data pad. You have to download a program which helps further the storyline. You download a, a data pad. And we all get a message on the data pad from the smuggler, the resident smuggler on board, which says, why are you guys trying to hack into the, the mainframe of the Shandrill and Starline already? Hey, maybe you guys have the spunk to join me later on. I'm going to find you. And already, without even knowing or intentionally doing anything, we had set ourselves up to meet the smuggler because you were screwing around with buttons randomly. <laughs> like just random that or t- going on to the uh, engine
1: room and playing with more buttons because there's a lot of buttons to press across. But it's, it's just, I, I have a natural fascination with figuring out what's going on around me. And, and, and sometimes you can, sometimes you can't, sometimes you get in trouble for it, which I did twice, but you're just, you were rewarded. I, I, yeah. But it, look, I saw some places that look like the Magic Band, or sorry, uh, the the um, what do you that data band, data band, yeah, data, data band would touch. So I just started touching and playing with things, and it led to a story that took forty eight hours to come to fruition. Um, I wanted to add one thing to uh, so who what, is it who for? This is for, yep. yeah, because I, even though it is a Star Wars. Hotel resort immersive experience. This is also for people who love acting, who love truly love theater. Um, a lot of people grew up in high school wanting to be part of the plays or musicals. They wanted to experience that lifestyle. I think this is also for people like that. You don't have to be major over the top Star Wars fans like nope. we are. You really to don't. enjoy this because you could just be have a theater background, uh, understand what's going on around you, uh, good perception, wanting to interact and talk with other passengers.
0: But a word of caution. So I don't want people to think it's like, oh no, but wait, I'm a wallflower. Like, I'm really shy. Oh man, this is really like, this is going to take me out of it. I don't want to act. I don't want to. Okay. For the actors and for the people who love theatrical stuff, you're going to flourish here. But- I want to talk about two people that were our our bunk mates and our shipmates. First, your brother in law, Michael, who of his own admission said, I am introverted. And in a direct quote from Michael, I'm introverted. I'm not usually into this kind of stuff. And oh, my goodness, I could not help but feel just so at home. And the actors pulled all of this out of me. And I felt so comfortable in becoming a part of the story because of the way that they set it up. So you don't have to be a Star Wars fan. You don't have to be an actor. The way that the characters and the cast members there draw you into the story or make you participate is on a level that you, you can be very introverted and still find yourself in very much in love with what is going on. And I don't know if you want to talk about how proud you were, because I mean, I watched you and got teary eyed watching you getting teary eyed over Colin.
1: (laughs) I will but, tell this story, uh, and I will try and keep my mo- emotions in check because when I talk about my family, I get emotional. But Colin is uh, neurodivergent. He, he is autistic. Uh, he does not go out of the house very much. He has a, a little bit of a traumatic past on certain things. So going into a new environment around people he doesn't know, doing something that he does not understand, is tough on him. I watched this kid who is an amazing child join us on this adventure it's the first time he left mom uh, first time he's ever done something like this during one of the adventures uh before i get to one of the things is he, again like i said he cannot and he does not like to interact he followed us around everywhere and became part of the story and he was a wallflower during this he understood what was going on. he loved it it felt like a video game a live action video game to him at one point, though, Mark, uh, this is the, one of the proudest moments of a, as a father I ever had, was I watched him while we were doing a certain quest in a room. Uh, we were so engrossed in it that the story was moving along for us. Well, one of the things that happens on this is each person can end up with their own story doing different things at different times. During one of our adventures when we were all together... Colin turns to us and goes, guys, my data pad went off. I gotta go. I have a mission. And this kid just took off and took left off. us in mm-hmm. the dust. Took off. And I looked at him and I was shocked that this kid who is who is so shy and so uh just does not deal with other people, all of a sudden is out there in the world. Yeah. With the star Cruiser, i can't even continue man it's just it's i know it was and, so emotional to watch him grow and we, become such an amazing kid and live he lived his adventure to the fullest and it this it was beautiful allowed him to yeah. feel safe and secure and part of the an overall bigger picture
0: and he loved it there is so much stuff going on here that what I always tell people is unless you've experienced it you know you don't let the comment section of social media litigate the value of something. because No, because
1: they don't have any clue what's have, going on. They're judging it off of what was sold to them. And what was sold to them is, was not
0: what their action really is. Correct. And there is something. so You want to talk about Disney magic, right? I mean, this was Disney magic on steroids that I could see these people being transformed by this experience. And it is a transformative experience aboard the Halcyon star cruiser. And so going back to the original idea of the math of the $1,500 per person breakdown. So it's like $750 per night, which includes food being waited on hand and foot being treated like absolute royalty. Again, tickets to the park of the one day, To me, this was very much in line with the per person cost of when you looked at what you were getting and the high quality of the immersion and the movie quality acting and the movie quality set design and the special effects and the intricacies and the story. I thought, man, this is a bargain. Holy cow. Not only is this not expensive, but this would be a bargain when you actually are there doing it and seeing how incredible and on the level that Disney is presenting this story and the way that they're drawing in everyone Now we were also very fortunate to have a cruise that because of the season, it was not as filled as it was not to capacity. We really had a chance to soak up the resources and really interact on a level that was kind of unheard of that we had access to the characters and to the resources that it was basically at our pl- at our pleasure, we could do whatever we wanted, and so to that end, we were spoiled. Like we were really spoiled on this cruise. But was not it like, worth the price not tag? Only, not yeah. Not um, only sorry. Not only was it worth the price tag, but I actually thought that it was the price was right in line with where it should be, maybe even low. Greg, when you realize what you're getting. Sorry, go ahead now.
1: Sorry. No, no, no. I, I I'm with you. I I, I pretty much had the same exact thought. All I right. think the price point is right on where it needs to be. But you were talking about characters and I wanted to well, we, go on to Yeah, so our-
0: we created our own characters. So let's let's talk about how we went into this cuz you and I went you and I went into this fully embracing what it was going to be. We we did cosplay. So I I dressed up as I got like a a, a vest, a military style hat, I got uh, a tunic, Star Wars-ish belt. I went in almost looking like a character that could be on Batuu, like one of the cast members, but obviously with my own color scheme. So I wanted to look like I fit in the Star Wars universe. I wanted to become part of it. I played on my name. Instead of Mark, I was Mero. I took the C out and I added the O. And then instead of Valentine, I was Vale. So I developed the backstory. I was from Corellia. I was a street urchin who was running around, living day to day, not really connected to the force, kind of, you know, uh, just a, a kid that lived day by day, living paycheck by paycheck. And then I met you in a bar, and the two of us woke up the next day incarcerated, having gotten drunk and into shenanigans. And then you and I were together ever since. Your son, Colin, was a part of the crew. And then Michael, we pulled on, you pulled in. Because you knew him from his journey to Dathamir. And then I don't know how this happened, but like everyone on crew knew us as the Lucky Sevens, which was the name of our ship, which we lost in a hand of Sabak. We developed that backstory. But man, was it, was it not the coolest thing to be known, the four of us collectively, as the Lucky Seven?
1: <laughs> it the, was. The coolest our story, thing. both of us went in with a, with a backstory. So we started off with a backstory of just what we were. The rest of the story developed because of the interaction with the cast members and what the story was going on. And they would ask you questions of, Oh, what, where, where are you from? Why are you here? What's happened to you? And you and I, uh, with theater backgrounds were able to do yes. And just a simple improv game. Oh, you start the story. And then the next person picks up and goes, yeah, I agree with that. But, here's also, and you add to the story, we were able to then come up with this whole backstory of <laughs> you and I meeting, getting, having some drinks in the cantina, waking up the next day in the brig tied up together. Uh, we had lost our ship in a gambling. Uh, you had lost it in some, a sabac tournament, uh, but the ship was called the lucky sevens, but there was only four of us. And so everybody would play off that. And then the characters and the people around there remembered that the rest of the trip. So we became the lucky sevens as a group. And you would bring in new members to the group once in a while while you were doing certain missions. But our own story developed to become this very massive story by just you and I playing. Yes. And
0: and the cast would help us develop that throughout the course. So you only came in with like the, who you were and what planet you were from. But what the cast was so great at was through the like interactions with you and throughout the two days, was getting you to develop a better story so that like we only came in with like the where we were from and maybe a two-sentence introduction of who we were. And then we left with like a whole fleshed out story. Like we had won a new ship, like it felt like our characters had come full arc, just like the characters aboard the ship who followed their set story pattern. And this was just, it was just really fun. It was, again, us living in a movie. And I have to say, this is where we have to really mention, right? The stars of the Halcyon. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's gorgeous. It is a set piece like you've never seen. The buttons, the interactives, it looks and feels and plays just like Star Wars. But we have to mention, it is nothing without the cast. Captain Keevan, Lieutenant Croy, Sammy Sajikir, there's many Saja, but we we wound up talking to Sajikir more. They're like the Force sensitive Jedi esque, think "Cheer it on." I'm one with the Force, and the Force with, with me. That's what the Sajas are like. Wraith Cole, the smuggler, Lenka Mock, the cruise director, uh, SK, the droid, Quani, uh, Sandro. They are unbelievable, and they are the lifeblood of the adventure. Their acting is amazing. There were some touching moments just as much as there was comedy. Like there were moments of pride and where they got you to tear up because like we, you would watch a scene unfold between two people that you're like, holy, holy crap. (laughs) Like, whoa, whoa, stop. This is emotional. But the cast is what made it so amazing. And again, you know, like cutting back. I hate to do this. I hate going back to price tag like how much are you going to pay to go and see a really great Broadway show? All right. 200 bucks, 300 bucks, just, just the show. You take that and you multiply that by four and you're, you know, usually at a, like to go see a good Broadway show and sit in really good seats and just be passive in the participation of said show. You're, you're probably at like $1,500 already here. We were living and breathing with these amazing thespians for. You know, 48 hours. They were with us so much of the time. And they weren't just playing out scenes. They were including us in part of that. And again, right, and I, When
1: you talk about Broadway, uh, Broadway singers are not going to sit there and sing directly to you and put your name into the scene. Gaia. How did I forget Gaia in that oh, cast Gaia. of characters? Because I, I had an amazing interaction with her. You're and, her number uh, one fan. I am her number one fan. So... Uh, which was... Again, these characters continue and play their role 100 percent. They do not break character. They remember your name, they remember your group. They then try to get you to continue the storyline and help you along, uh, are part of fully part of every story you do. Uh, and their improv skills on how things work around them, yep. they go along with things that were so amazing. Um, at one point, um, mm-hmm. Hey, I, I try not to spoil anything. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But at one point we like, I had everybody singing happy birthday, like 30 or 40 people in front of Imperial tro- or sorry, resistance troopers or uh, first order troopers. And-,
0: and they like the whole group started singing along because we were on a mission from, Look, from someone. I don't want to tell, and I don't want to spoil. there's no spoilers here and I don't want to say this. And it's so hard not to. And it's so hard not to. But there were moments that we would be doing something and we would be tasked with something. And here's the, other, here's the other great thing. Before I get into that, what they excel at, the cast members are, is pulling in everyone. Everyone on board. If they see a kid or if they see someone standing on the side, they'll walk right up to you, look you right in the eye with the most amazing eye contact and be like, Hey, I need you. I, I need you to go into the bar and I need you to run distraction. Go and talk to the captain. Whatever you do, whatever you say, she cannot come out here right now because if she comes out, there's going to be a problem. So I need you to go and run distraction. That's where it excelled at pulling in the wallflowers or the introverts. They didn't need a backstory. They didn't need anything. These cast members, what an amazing job they did at including everyone in the story and giving them a role and a purpose. And then through that, those people then started to develop a comfort and a familiarity with how things work. And then like, just like Colin did, then they start to run with it and they have the confidence to say, Hey, wait, I am a part of this. Like I'm important here. And I've got to, I've got to do this because we were important. We were not only that, but you would get the, a group together.
1: And Mark, at one point we had 30 or 40 people line dancing across the room to make a distraction. (laughs) Yeah. Make a distraction. Like so so you needed all those people together and working together, and they were drawn into this story. Correct. Um, so it was amazing.
0: Without spoiling it to the original thought before I got distracted by the shiny object, you will see characters that we're we've only given you the basic cast, but we would be tasked with something, and then all of a sudden a major character popped out, would pop out, and you'd be like, Oh my goodness. I am now running a mission for dot, that hot at <laughs> like that's where then the geek would come in and you would be pulled into a greater star Wars narrative that it was pinch me moments. There are so many amazing tasks, whether it's breaking someone out of the brig and having to relay a code because the code resets every five seconds on the door and having to break someone out of, of prison or having to go and fix the engine room because of overload or having to battle TIE fighters. Dude, this is from the minute that you really get acclimated with the ship. So you board at like one and by almost 2.30, you are already running. We never had a moment from like two o'clock in the afternoon to 11 at night to stop. The story is nonstop. The next morning you wake up, you have breakfast, you embark for Batuu, and immediately you're running missions on Batu. But I want to talk about heightening the Batu experience because we've, all, we've been to Batu. You've been to Batu weekly, you go there all the time. From your perspective, I go there a lot. How did this elevate your experience in Batu? Because I know you said, here's a, uh, here's a block quote from Greg I don't know if I can go to Galaxy's Edge again and look at it the same way. You said that after the, the Halcyon and
1: I stand behind it
0: how does this elevate your experience on Batu because we've done Batu numerous countless times and this was somehow different
1: there is special things in Batu that you don't realize that are associated with the Halcyon and with what's going on this made Batu feel like what the original concept of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge was supposed to be it added an extra extra depth Extra layer to your whole storyline. Batu becomes not just a place to go and ride a ride, it becomes an actual land. It becomes an adventure and it becomes fun. Batu can get like you can live your Star Wars life there. And yeah, I, I get teary eyed every time I see the Millennium Falcon, but this added a layer of adventure and fun to the whole land because the land can get boring if you go there weekly.
0: We had, like, five missions on Batu that you had to do in order to progress your story arc. The other thing is, you can choose... I can't believe, like, we're 39 minutes in, and we haven't even <coughs> mentioned... You can choose the very characters and story arc that you want, and you can flip on a dime. Like, you can all of a sudden, by one decision... It doesn't need to be like the old RPG games where like you make one bad decision. It's like, oh, now I'm slightly bad. No, you can break bad at any moment. Like one ultimate decision that you could make to betray the trust of the people that have given you a piece of intel or given you a very special artifact. You can betray their trust. And there was one event that I thought about like yesterday. Um, the heist, we'll call it. Let's call it the heist. Mm-hmm. Imagine if that person who was in possession of the heirloom broke bad and gave that to the Lieutenant. And I thought like, maybe it was not a foregone conclusion that we would rendezvous in that room with the item. What if the person that was in our group was in fact, first order infiltrated our group. Wow. What a great thought. Oh
1: my gosh. I didn't think about that. Thank you. Because for- I'm So <laughs> no, I want to uh, just real quick. Um, And I'm going to step back. Like, we keep going back a little bit on this and we jump back and forth. One of the things you go into this with a preconceived notion of what you're going to do and who you're going to be. The storyline unfolds and changes you and changes your path. And you could want to follow the smuggler route or or the resistance route. (laughs) And become a Jedi. You know, (laughs) you're
0: a Jedi. Uh, Hello. Hello. Welcome to my life. I went in thinking I was only going to be hanging out with Wraith, who is the smuggler. While I did run missions with Wraith, so I I reached the final table of Sabak. It was one of my goals. Like right, I I set yeah. out. Uh, was I not singularly focused on becoming one of the better Sabak tables uh, uh, players in in the experience? From I'm, the moment we got there, blinders we were at the Sabak table, blinders, and then you, you had to buy the Sabak game and you you were ready to go. I was right, because that was my character. Marovale wanted to gamble. He needed to win back the ship. We get pulled in. I get pulled in by the Saja, who are the four sensitive people. And I fought it like tooth and nail. I'm like, stop, stop. Like, I don't I have nothing to do with the force. I don't have any. I don't want to be a part of this mystical energy field. that doesn't control my destiny. I don't want to be a force user on this ship. And we did the lightsaber training and they would not stop getting in touch with me. And then I had this aside with Sajik here. She like straight up targeted me. <laughs> I was like, no, it's happening. And then she transitioned me. To where what What happened? I win I win the, the preliminary. I'm at the final freaking table. My goal the whole time is to be at the final sabak table. To play in the finals with the best players on board. Greg, where was I at the table? Uh, you were
1: nowhere to be found. I wasn't even, at the table. And <laughs> even at the event we were at, you sat there and was like, I'm supposed to be at the table right now. I have five minutes. I need to get there. I need... I'm not going. I missed the
0: table. I straight but up missed the table. Missed it.
1: You didn't even go. It, because what was going on around us and the missions we were on. So let's go back to Batuu. I was If intent- we had yeah. not done what had to be done on 2, you would not be at this zone you
0: were in missing the Sabak table. Correct. Because we had to retrieve an item and then they opened the item. But it was so funny because then the way the character played out Like Michael was the same thing. Like Michael thought that he was going to gravitate towards Sammy. He didn't. He wound up gravitating towards the Saja as well. He got the ultimate moment. We're not going to share what it was, but he got that ultimate moment where the crew of the lucky sevens, we all collectively became four guys like, and this is where our story came together. And this was completely generated by the, by the people aboard the star cruiser. We were four men pulled together by the force that yes, our pasts were all checkered and we were all here, but the force had willed the four of us to come together because we all had four sensitivities unknowingly, and we were becoming a part of something much bigger in the universe, drawing in more people. The reason that we weren't seven in number was because we were drawing people in and that we were bound to have seven by the force Dude, I'm telling you, and they purposefully make you conflicted to say, should I go and play Sabak or should I choose something different? Everything you do, say, interact with and be is a part of the story. And I cannot stress this enough. This is not a hotel. This is not like I'm going to go stay in a cool room. Room? What room? You're never there.
1: Before we get to the room, can I just say one one small story? Go ahead. (laughs) I'm trying not to spoil it. Um... Uh, We all know a big, hairy character is a part of the Star Cruiser experience. Sure. Bob. Yeah. Bob, we at one point finished up a mission, and as we came out the door, there was said big, hairy guy just going, come here, come here, hey, you four, come here, yeah. Like, literally just poked his head out the door. And it was one of the most surreal moments of my life when I'm like, I'm, I'm living this Star Wars life, and then I come out of a door, and there is Big Harry guy just going, hey, guys, come yeah. here, in, in the way he would. And that at that point, it's got a little emotional. yeah, Because uh, here I am. I'm about to do a mission for these main
0: characters, and the storyline is just getting more and more in-depth. So there's magical surprises. There's never ending twists. It is again, I cannot stress what it is and what it is not. It is a 48 hour interactive movie. You are a living, breathing character in a star Wars movie. And there is nothing like this in the world. There is nothing like this in the world. Uh, Everyone focuses on the room. I want to talk about the room for just a second. Um, The rooms are cool. Yeah. There's no room. Because you literally, you retire to the room at like 11, 11.30 at night. Uh, You sleep, you're up at 7, and you're out the door. You are very seldom, if ever, in the room. And you don't want to be in the room because the fun and the adventure is taking place in the atrium and throughout the ship. Uh, There is a droid assistant in the room that is so much fun to interact with. Uh, It uses voice capture technology to interact with you in real time. We had a choose your own adventure kind of thing that it's like, I have a problem. I have always tried to solve. Would you like to play? And it would go through. It was like Zork. It was like an audio version of Zork, the old game where it's like you stand in a wood to your north is a starship to your south is a marketplace. And which way do you go? And you're like, I want to go north. You find a droid. Its power coupling has been broken. What do you do (laughs) like fix the droid? we stumbled upon
1: that too yeah like i so again it's one of those we play with buttons and touch everything and have to yeah. try everything but you're the droid never there
0: welcomes you onto the ship yeah talks to you interacts um and you're never in the room but damn the rooms are cool like let's just leave it at that right <laughs> but
1: there's enough space for four of us to live in Uh, and look, I'm not going to say the main bed. You were in the the smaller bed to the front.
0: Amazing. But you fit in it perfectly. It was amazing. Cause I'm small. I'm a little small to be a stormtrooper, which the first order reminded me of, which is why I was never going to join them. Um, Greg, I feel like you were the most qualified to talk about one of our last things on the, on the halcyon. And that would be the food because you ate all the things. And by all the things you ate, all of them in variety and in quantity. <laughs> I
1: don't eat food very much sometimes, and I destroy. I did not stop eating. We, at one point, we had lunch on Batu. And then went straight back to the Halcyon <laughs> and then had lunch buffet. You were a, you were a hobbit. Yeah, Eleven's. Just tell me he doesn't know about Eleven'sies, does he? <laughs> you, and then at, you can order food at the Sublight Lounge while you're in the bar. You can still order more food for, uh, that is included with your price. You're not paying for anything no. at the Sublight Lounge uh, except for alcoholic drinks. Alcoholic drinks. Drink.
0: Yep. Specialty yeah. drinks were the only thing that was extra Uh, When we were on planet on Batuu, they provide, you don't have to buy anything on Batuu. They provide you with water. They provide you with meal credits for food. Um, There is a breakfast buffet. There is also a lunch buffet. If you choose to do that, or you can use your credits on Batuu, buy a Ronto wrap, then come back and eat a second lunch like we did. Um, And then the third lunch, the dinner, the tasting, the taste of the galaxy was just the most magnificent pageantry. It was a culinary delight. Uh, the meals were pro- that were provided or the courses that were provided came from and were inspired by Mustafar, Lucia, Kashik, Shandrilla. The lighting of the room changed. The music of the room changed. They announced every course. The line of, sh- of uh, servers would come out and serve everything in tandem. There was a pageantry to service. The first night we were entreated to music and there was a live show by Gaia as we ate. And the show and the theater unfolded and the story unfolded in front of our very eyes. On the second night, we had a very different captain. We were joined by someone very different in the dining room. The story, even meals, are a part of the action and it's nonstop. Never mind you, um, the, the chefs, you know, hats off to the chefs, compliments to the chefs. The creativity that they use to design the courses and this cuisine, it's just, it's unheralded, man. I, the food looked so good and so unique. You didn't want to eat it, and then you would, and go, "Wow, is that just not the most creative presentation I have?" And you wanted ever it all. Seen.
1: You just wanted to try every single piece that they were putting out because they all looked so delectable.
0: And the blue shrimp, I want to go on record and say, the iconic blue shrimp that have surfaced online are delicious. And they it are like shrimp. It, it's shrimp. It's shrimp that is just dyed blue. Um, Gave me flashes of Beetlejuice. And uh, I, listen, I can't say enough amazing things about the white glove service that you get. Uh, Our second night, our server knew us. Our, Our drink order was waiting at the table before we even sat. We sat down to the table, set exactly like we would want it from our first night that our server remembered, had everything there. Even the other accoutrements that we would have ordered, like side of lemon or... Everything was there waiting for us. And he was like, sir, everything has been prepared without strawberry for you tonight. You don't need to worry. He remembered the allergies. He remembered the extras. The personalization of everything from the character interactions to the dining to them remembering your very specific preferences on ship was done to a level of intuition. They knew who we were inside and out by the time that we left. That they, this thing was humming to where we never had to ask for extra of whatever. It was provided to us before we even asked. And again, the level of service that you got and cut to come back again, begrudgingly to the price tag of the experience. Never will you have spent money so well to have Disney cater to your every single whim. This is on a whole new level. It is not just a hotel stay. It is not just, hey, I'm staying here and there's a Star Wars thing going on. You cannot imagine the way that Disney anticipates and exceeds your demands and needs in a way that you are pampered in every way for 48 hours. And it is just remarkable. Thank you again. if, If you are a staff member and you're listening to this, thank you. Because we were emotional leaving, right? We were it- we, we came down hard off of this.
1: Yeah. The cast members who work there from the front desk, uh, from check-in to the front desk, to our wait staff, to the characters, to the people cleaning up, every single one of them, deserves credit for living on this mission that you're doing, for helping you, for making you feel wanted and comfortable. They went above and beyond, and I've never seen that before in my life to the, to the degree that they do. And it was fabulous. So by, again, by the time we got off this, you and I were just a train wreck of emotions.
0: Listen, and that is such a big part of it, The other thing I want to say that also makes it so magical is you have a chance to meet your tribe. Um, Being there with like-minded fans, we met so many incredible people from all over the country and internationally. Um, We connected with Marin and her husband. They're from Vancouver. What a delightful couple. What a fun group of people to get to know, to share that passion and that love of Star Wars. Complete strangers when we entered the adventure leaving felt like i had known them for for a while um, and can i just mention i don't know if you were going to mention of how she
1: turned she did one of those turns that you were talking about of oh i wonder what would happen if you steal if if somebody gave that item to the other side yep. she came in with a i'm going to be xyz and then
0: halfway through, she was like, no, I'm really this. Well, she had it planned. Was amazing. Yeah, she had planned that turn. She planned it in the in her story. She told me prior that she was escaping the Empire. So she, she planned to defect. But Marin was amazing. Um, Patrick, who went by Kurtap or Tap. We had so many interactions with him. But like Mike. He came up. Yeah, yeah Tap came up. We
1: just walked in and Because of a group on Facebook, uh, we had pre-talked to a a few people, interacted with them. He came right up and was like, talk to Colin, talk to us, introduced himself. Amazing. What a great person to meet and do this with.
0: Meeting your tribe, being there with like-minded fans, being there with Star Wars fans who just lived and breathed and understood. So they just made you feel so comfortable in suspending your disbelief and being nerdy and accepting that like, you weren't on Earth. And that you could play this character without fear of like, people are looking at me or judging me. Everyone was locked into the characters, but there was that magical element and that shared experience that again, I'm going to remember for forever. And I think people will remember the lucky sevens because again, we were committed to it, but coming down to earth, there's Disney depression. And then there's Halcyon depression, which I'm going to, I'm going to go out on a limb and say is like a hundred times worse. You hit a wall when you come back to earth and the music is like they they ended on a note again no spoilers but the way that they played out the show they manipulate you <laughs> they manipulate the hell out of you emotionally with music and special effects I felt like there was going to be credits rolled I swear to God I felt like they were I thought we would look out the window and there would be f- Frickin credits rolling <laughs> like, and I would have been like, okay, yeah, with absolutely. The, with the fanfare. Of, I felt like we were going to look out the window and see. Yeah. And see blue credits rolling. That's how I'm, I cannot understate. That's how big the finale was. Like, I, I don't, I, I want to tell people, but I don't want to tell them because listen, my hope for you with this podcast is that it inspires you at some juncture of your life to like work towards and, and do this. Because I will tell you, if you're, if you're even the slightest Star Wars fan, this should be a goal of yours to do. Because I guarantee you, it will be unlike anything that you've ever done, and it will shatter that ceiling for you that you will think of what is possible in terms of Imagineering and what Disney is possible of Cause it is on a level of nothing, nothing else that you have ever seen. And it is so, so amazing. I have not yet come down completely to earth. You have not either. We are still so very sad that this is just, we are forever changed again. Yeah. Thank you to your brother-in-law for offering this to us, but I, I have, and you have set a goal. We would like to return again to the Halcyon in the future. We haven't set a date. We haven't set a time. We haven't set a crew but I'm, I don't know if I'm done with this. I, I, we didn't finish the story. There were a lot of routes we could have gone. I, I don't know if I'm done with the Halcyon, man. I'm just being honest with you. I don't know if Linda will allow it, but I'm, I'm not done with the Halcyon. <laughs> I'm going to have to work very
1: hard towards doing another trip because I'm not done either. I had the, the privilege of doing the media um, preview of it, and I got five hours on there. And I remember how exhausted I was after doing the media preview. Walked out and immediately had an emotional breakdown. I left this one and had another emotional breakdown. this time, we did not record it. We did not go on social media. We did not record nope. what we were doing. We stayed quiet for the 48 hours we were on there. Well, I wanted the first to be time, locked though, in. I did, yeah. I did the media event. I came off and I had tears in my eyes and I, I documented that. And I got a lot of grief online for it. Well, came off this time with the same exact feeling. That exhausted, I just had the time of my life. Only this time, I understood what it was about and how
0: beautiful of an experience this truly was. It really was beautiful. And I hope that you uh, are inspired to go and join the Shandrillon Starliner Amongst the Stars because I'm telling you this again, and I, I it's not hyperbole. I'm not fanboying out. I would have been critical of this if it if it did not meet my expectations. I set my bar high, and they, like they didn't just exceed the bar. Like they leapt over it and cleared it by a good 10 feet. What they did, what I expected going in. Now, mind you, I also didn't want to spoil anything. I knew nothing, Greg, you knew way more than I did. I knew nothing. And so every moment for me was just jaw dropping. Amazing. But I hope that you listen to this trip report and you are inspired. Um, But that is it for Mark's main attraction, Greg. Let's get to our trivia segment for the week. Let's end the show as we have been with disney's college of knowledge trivia question and uh no we're not going back there so uh as you know a little thing happened to splash mountain it closed for good on sunday uh the ride which opened in 1992 uh quickly became a fan favorite and it featured bro rabbit and the cast from song of the south uh it's going to be rethemed greg uh to tiana's bayou adventure so i thought this week Let's make our uh, College of Knowledge question come from this, uh, this attraction. Uh, so last week, uh, our uh, trivia question was in what country did the Jungle Book take place? Uh, thank you to everyone again who participated and sent us the correct answers over on Instagram for the Disney College of Knowledge. Uh, the answer to the trivia question was India and our winner from Instagram was Andrew Thorns. Andrew, congratulations, my friend. Uh, As you know, Andrew is not just uh, a contestant. He's also one of our patrons over on buy me a coffee. Uh, You can follow him and you can follow him on Instagram at Andrew Budd B U D D Uh, make sure you give him a follow. Congratulations to Andrew and a shout out to his son, Colin, who are fans of the podcast and they listen to us on a weekly basis. Uh, We are going to get your address. Andrew send you over a little care package from all of us here at Disney podcast. And thank you for winning the Disney college of knowledge last week. All right, but this week is all about Splash Mountain, Greg. Uh, Tell us a little bit about the voice of Brer Rabbit, because that's our trivia question for the week, is it not? Mark,
1: Splash Mountain closes for good on Sunday, opening in 1992.
0: (laughs) I I mistakenly did that part, but (laughs) I was going to, we should jump, let's jump down to the voice of Brer Rabbit. (laughs) That's my bad, that's on me. I, that's me. I, I accept it. This is my fault. I lost our starship. Oh no, no, no! Let's I'm just going
1: to sit back and let you do this now. I oh. I've lost my <laughs> privileges of <laughs> asking questions. I had one job on this. You you get you get first takes, and then Mark's corner. What is it, Mark's Mark's minute, Mark's min Mark, attraction, Mark yeah, Mark in yeah. the Funky Bunch, whatever it is. I I get one question to ask. And you stole all. I of it. made a mistake. Now, what do I do? I now have to sit back. No.
0: And, and I have regrets now. This I is regret. on me. I made a mistake. I jumped on the outline and I, I read ahead. So I am going to read this properly, Mark. You're going
1: to give me my moment. This is my moment. I don't get very many moments. Why can't you just jump down halfway through the paragraph? <laughs> because then, I, you, now after we've babbled for a little bit, people forgot we're doing questions. Have
0: you forgot about Splash Mountain, Greg? i have go ahead go ahead all right start from the beginning go ahead ladies and gentlemen please indulge greg he's greg the voice of brer rabbit on the ride is voiced
1: by jess harnell so in today's college of knowledge what famous warner brothers cartoon character from the 1990s did jess provide the voice acting for
0: in addition
1: to her role as brer rabbit
0: see was that hard you did that perfectly (laughs) <laughs> Why did we have all that? Why did we have all that tumult to get to that? Because uh, uh, you took my little spot. Why I did. You,
1: so you let know us what? know. Next week, I'm doing the opening. Yeah, am so, steal the opening from you. You're like, hey, everybody, welcome to yeah, Disney. I'm going to be, hey, everybody, welcome to Dislike Podcast. Thank you for being part of our Disney lives. here okay. on the chip and Company. Okay.
0: Uh, we gave you a lot of hints. <laughs> Warner Brothers cartoon character, 1990s. So Jess, who does the voice from Brer Rabbit, tell us what other acting role or what other character role she did? Famous voice, nineteen nineties Warner Brothers cartoon. Major, can I major the answer. Yeah. No, you can't. Next week you can.
1: But oh, okay.
0: Uh, don't forget, send in your correct answer in a direct message. You got to DM us at Dis Life Podcast on Instagram, and then we and will, will choose-,
1: choose the winner of the trivia contest and announce them on next week's show. I like la- touche.
0: I like that. Thank you for jumping in. <laughs> Greg, anything that you just want to say before we bid a a fond farewell to the Halcyon and to the the listeners here? This is sad for me to say, but we have to let it go. We have to think of the future, Mark. We have
1: to get back to reality. But I do want to say thank you to Michael for letting us join him. Thank you to Colin for being part of our adventure. Mark, as always, you know I love you, and I'm so glad that I got to experience this with you because you and I have this affinity for the Halcyon, for everything Star Wars. And if it wasn't with you, um, I I don't think it would have been the same adventure. So thank you for being part of the Lucky Seven. Thank you,
0: my friend. And that will do it for another episode of Diz Life Podcast. As always, we want to thank you for living your best Disney lives with Greg and myself, don't forget, join us this week for more incredible Disney news and content here on the Chip and Company Podcast Network. And as always, we hope the rest of this week is filled with faith, trust, and pixie dust. May the force be with you. DisLife Podcast is brought to you by the Happiness is Addictive Collection. Happiness is Addictive is passionate about spreading laughter and creating smiles worldwide. They love bringing their global community together through optimism, cheer, hopefulness, merriment, and celebrating life's magical moments. They know how important it is to celebrate life's adventures, and their apparel will give you everlasting, one-of-a-kind memories through pixie-dusted family photos, compliments from park guests, and magical moments with cast members. They pride themselves on high quality, custom-made apparel at competitive prices with world-class service. Let them help you create a lifetime of memories, whether you're Disney bounding, kicking it poolside, participating in run Disney marathons, having costumed adventures, or just living your best Disney life. You can find their Happiness is Addictive shop on Etsy. You can also find them on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, and Pinterest. They are proud to be featured in Indie Central Florida, the Thoughtful Gift Club, and now here on Life Podcast. Their collection was founded by a 15-year former cast member who knows how to enhance your magical moments for a lifetime of memories with your family. Don't forget to use promo code DizLife15 to take an extra 15% off. What are you waiting for? Head over to Etsy and start getting happy today. Follow the link in our show notes and you'll find out for yourself that happiness is addictive.